Welcome to the podcast for ambitious women. I'm your host, Dr. D. Franey. If you're a leader, innovator, or change maker, you belong here. Because around here, ambitious women are encouraged to have big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams, and given the tools to execute and achieve them without the pressure, hustle, overwhelm, or burnout. Ladies, it's time to unlock your potential. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I am stoked. We're in the middle of the launch for the Smashing Ceilings Mastermind. We're talking to so many amazing, ambitious women who have massive goals, want to be change makers, disruptors, innovators in their communities, in their organizations. And helping them get there. We're going to help them smash the ceilings that are holding them back from being as unstoppable as possible. So if you're listening to this on the day it drops, today is the deadline to join the Smashing Ceilings Mastermind. Hopefully I've still got some spots left for you. If not, let's get you on the wait list for the next round (laughs) because it's going to be awesome creating a room where a million dollars in wealth is going to be created. 10 women, my clients create six-figure results from six months. It's going to be off the chain. So that's kind of what I've been up to. I am loving every second of it. So rad. All right, today we are talking about our relationships with our people usually our biggest source of stress. (laughs) So we cannot not talk about this if we're talking about achieving all of our big goals and dreams because our people and our relationships with our people often get in the way. If you haven't yet listened to episode 13, I present to you the foundations for goal achievements And those are your relationship with your goals and your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your people. And so episode 13 is achieve every goal. If you haven't listened to that, you might want to go back and listen. 18 is relationships with your goals and 20 is relationships with yourself. It all kind of builds on on itself. So you might want to go back, but if you don't, that's okay. This will stand alone. Okay. Like I said, the biggest and almost even only source of all of our emotional suffering as humans is because of our relationships with other people. If I had a dollar for every time someone told me that they don't like conflict and that they try to avoid it, I'd legit probably be a billionaire. Hey, where's those dollar dollar bills all get? So here's the deal though, the opposite of conflict is not harmony, my friends, it's apathy. I'm going to say that one more time because that shit's important. The opposite of conflict is not harmony, it is apathy. And that apathy is not only making your relationships 
so much harder than, it need, than they need to be. That apathy is killing you slowly. Because if you're avoiding conflict, you're likely feeling frustrated, resentful, and unappreciated in your relationships. Think about it. Are you avoiding conflict? And are you also feeling frustrated, resentful, and unappreciated? Probably a connection between those two things, right? <laughs> and you're feeling that way. You're feeling that frustration. You're feeling that resentment. You're feeling that unappreciation in your relationships, not because of the other person. That's because you're like, damn, B, what? You feel that way because you shut down and you do not communicate with them because you want to avoid conflict. Do you see how this is so related? When we don't speak up and voice our concerns and express our needs and our wants, we're gonna continue to feel frustrated, resentful, and unappreciated. And usually, we are feeling this way because we have expectations in our relationships that are not being met. And it's these expectations that we place upon the people in our life that causes our stress. We have these expectations, we have these rules for our people, we don't communicate them to them, and then we expect that they're magical mind readers who know what we want and what we need, even though we don't tell them. It's a beautiful process. Do you see why it's not working for you? <laughs> Look, everybody is different. Everyone has a different brain. Everyone sees different ways to solve problems. Everyone has different wants and needs. And we think that what we want and need is obvious to the people in our life, but I promise you, because their brain is different than yours, they don't see what you want or need. The expectations we place upon other people and do not communicate with them is the source of all our stress. And we spend way too much time in other people's business and we allow what they are doing and what they're not doing, how they're showing up or how they're not showing up to dictate our emotional space. And that is a recipe for disaster, especially when you want to avoid conflict and you don't communicate your wants and needs and expectations with the people in your life. When we accept and when we accept that we cannot and should not try to control other people's behavior, that is when we will know peace. And I'm going to go into that a little bit more here in a bit, but I want to talk about why so much of our suffering as humans is wrapped up in other people in all of our relationships and what that means for achieving our big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams. Humans are not the strongest, the fastest species, but we have made it to the top of the food chain largely because we are tribal creatures. We banded together and outsmarted the lions, tigers, and bears. And so you have a survival instinct. It's evolutionary 
in your brain, it causes you to fear rejection. Because if you were rejected from the tribe, if you were rejected from the herd, back in the day when the lions, tigers, and bears were roaming freely and doing whatever they wanted, you would have gotten eaten. So your brain literally equates rejection to most certain death. And this is happening sometimes on a very conscious level, but also on a very subconscious, primal, excruciating fear-based level. Just understanding that helped me to start shake free, shake. Just understanding that helped me to start shaking free of that fear of rejection that I had, that fear of judgment, that fear of dismissal. And when we are ambitious women, that fear of rejection does flare up. Where we fear being rejected because we have to we fear rejection for doing things differently for putting ourselves out there for not wanting to be judged by others and that causes us to fall into patterns of people pleasing this causes us to dial down our ambition to play small to take care of everyone else's needs first to say yes to everyone but yourself, to put yourself very, very last. We've been conditioned as women to put everyone else first. Otherwise that we might be considered selfish and we judge ourselves for this, right? We end up putting our partners first. We put our kids first. We put our employers first. We put our extended family, our friends, our acquaintances, and even strangers first. And that pattern is a fast track ticket to burnout and overwhelm, frustration and resentment, and that massive feeling of being unappreciated. It also means that you never have the time to take care of your own needs, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and even aspirationally. And it's an impossibly shitty rule, my friends, because either... You be a people pleaser or you be seen as selfish. And there's no in between, or at least that's the rules that we've been conditioned with. And it's really hard to reject that rule if you don't have intentional boundaries and clear priorities for yourself. So those are two of the main ways that we change this, right? Intentional boundaries and clear priorities. People pleasing really is created by three types of unhealthy boundaries. And we're gonna go into those right now because they are so important. You must have boundaries in order to have healthy relationships with your people. So these three types of issues are too much yes, too much no, and too much control. Too much yes is when you say yes to everything Too much yes looks like you're saying yes to everything to people please and have people like you. It's an attempt to avoid confrontation, disappointing others, or appearing selfish. 
It's also the desire to feel important and needed. And it's executed in a way that puts yourself absolutely last. The easiest way to know if this is you is that you spend a lot of time feeling resentful, unappreciated, overwhelmed, and frustrated that no one ever takes care of you, that you're always the one taking care of everyone else. Does that sound familiar? Could that be you? Are you saying yes to all of the things except for what you want and need? Too much no looks like, sounds like, you're saying no to invitations, opportunities, experiences, and help from others. You're really shut down and disconnected. It's a fear-based attempt to hide, to not be seen, to not be disappointed, judged, or feel inadequate. The easiest way to know if this is you is that you spend a lot of time feeling lonely, isolated, disconnected, misunderstood, unfulfilled, wanting, and even wondering why you're never invited. Look, people get tired of asking and always hearing no. (laughs) So how are you saying no to all of the things? Is this you? And you know what's really interesting? Sometimes people have too much yes and too much no or um, vacillate widely between one to the other, right? There's no middle ground. They'll probably go swing wildly from way too much yes, then get super frustrated and annoyed and completely shut down and go into a pattern of too much no. The last issue that prevents you from having healthy boundaries is too much control. And this is when you're trying to alleviate your own discomfort by trying to control everyone and everything around you. It's an attempt to distract yourself from your own problems, from your own securities, from your own frustrations by trying to fix the world and humans around you instead. This includes your partner, your kids, your co-workers, your friends, your acquaintances, and even strangers. (laughs) It's really focusing on controlling the outside world rather than focusing on alleviating your inner turmoil. You know you're upset, you know you're unhappy, you know you're discontented, but rather than taking care of that, looking inward, it's like this like very frantic kind of like Run, 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 go find the people, gotta help them, gotta gotta help, gotta help, gotta help, gotta help, right? As a way to distract yourself. The easiest way to know if this is you is you're the go-to person to help with everyone else's problems. You're constantly offering advice. You think that your way is always the best way to do things. I love the example of reloading the dishwasher much. And you probably spend a lot of time telling the other people that they should be doing what they should be doing so that you can feel needed, loved, and not alone. You're trying to manipulate other people's thoughts, feelings, and behavior to help make you feel better. There's a huge misconception that boundaries are all about telling other people what to do so that you feel better. 
you're not allowed to do this to me. Boundaries are actually decisions and standards that you create for yourself about what you will and won't tolerate and how you, you, not the other person, how you will respond to the behavior of others in order to protect your own mental, emotional, and physical space. If you've never intentionally created boundaries, you're either operating with a lack of them or you're using the ones that you learned as a tiny human by watching the adults around you. So ask yourself, have you ever intentionally made boundaries or do your boundaries for what you will tolerate in terms of your mental, emotional, and physical safety look a lot like your parents and the other adults who were around you when you were a child? When you have a lack of intentional boundaries, that's what leads you to act from the too much yes, too much no, or too much control. It's quite simple to decide what your healthy boundaries are. Living with the boundaries takes practice because you're creating new habits of thinking and new habits of behavior and new ways of relating to the humans around you. But really it is a decision for what you will tolerate in terms of your mental, physical, and emotional space, how you will protect yourself. People are allowed to do whatever they want to do. We can make, we can make requests of them, but it doesn't mean that they will change their behavior. So a healthy boundary is you make the decision about what you will or won't tolerate. When the person does something that you will not tolerate, then you act upon it. How will you remove yourself? That person can continue to be whoever they're going to be and act however they're going to act because the truth of the matter is that's how people always show up. Think about when someone tells you what to do. We instinctually react with, you ain't the boss of me, right? And we recoil and push back. And it's the same thing with the humans in your life. When you, when you try to control them and tell them what to do, they're just going to push back harder. So instead, we can make requests of them, but then we will decide what we will expose ourselves to. And if someone has violated that, then we make the decision to remove ourselves. When we have expectations of other people, we communicate them clearly and compassionately. We make requests of them. We don't expect them to be mind readers and to see what is obvious to us because if it was obvious to them, they would probably be doing it. Here's some other things to really focus in on in order to clean up our relationships. We wanna release the need to control other people. Byron Katie teaches there's three types of business. There's my business, your business, and God's business. The only business that you have the power to control and the only business that you should focus on is your own business. So if you notice that you are frustrated with other people, ask yourself, whose business am I in? Am I in my business, their business, or God's business? 
And God's business is that stuff that we just get frustrated with that like, you know, when we're aggravated about the weather, the economy, things that we have no control over, right? Like the bigger picture things. That's God's business. We want to clean up our boundaries. Boundaries are to protect your mental, emotional, and physical space. It's making the decision ahead of time what you will tolerate in your relationships and what you will not and how you will respond accordingly. And another thing that can trip people up in their relationships with other people is the idea of forgiveness. We, give, we forgive people for us, for our own mental and emotional peace. It's not about the person who wronged you, the forgiveness. Forgiveness allows us to release the anger and the hurt. It's for us, not for them. Forgiving another person does not say mean that their behavior was not inappropriate. Their behavior may still be wildly inappropriate, but we forgive them so we can release the anger and the hurt so that we can know peace. Another thing that I think that we're taught about forgiveness that doesn't serve us is that forgiveness is a two-way conversation, that you have to sit with the person who's wronged you and they apologize to you and then you forgive them. Well, sometimes the people in our life are incapable of taking ownership of their actions and apologizing for it. So I wanna offer to you that you can forgive other human beings as a solo activity. They do not have to apologize. You can acknowledge that you were hurt and you can forgive them. You can release the anger and the hurt so that you know peace. Their behavior was still inappropriate, but we don't have to hold on to the hurt any longer. So that was a super quick overview of our relationships with other people. Stop trying to avoid conflict because conflict creates apathy. It's not creating harmony in your life. How do we know? We know this because you're probably, if you're feeling frustrated, resentful, unappreciated, un unsupported, and that you don't have time to work on your wants and needs and desires, you absolutely need to clean this up. Your people love you and they want to support you. They really do. I believe that about them. Do you believe that about them? You need to give them the opportunity to love and support you too. Please stop ex expecting them to be mind readers. Open up and communicate your wants and your needs and desires to them. It will set you free, I promise. All right. I hope this helps. We talk about relationships with our people all the time in the Ambitious Women's Collective. So please join us in the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. And if you're loving these episodes like I know you are, please make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you listen through the Apple Podcasts app, would you be coast? Would you be so kind and leave a review? Let's help other people find this show too. I love you so much and I hope you're having a beautiful day and I will talk to you again so soon. Ciao, ciao.
If you're ready to execute and achieve your big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams, join us in the Ambitious Women's Collective Facebook group. It's a space for ambitious leaders, innovators, and change makers. And hey, you belong here too. Come make big things happen with us over at myyeslife.com forward slash group.